This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Breast One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Aja Varney. She is the Director of Global Customer Engagement at Spartan Race, Inc. Welcome to the podcast, Aja. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I ask every single guest at the very beginning is, what's one thing people might not know about you? Me personally, although I work for Spartan and Tough Mudder, my number one love is powerlifting. So I think the one thing people probably don't know is I'm 11-time record holder in my state for powerlifting. Wow. That was not a, that was awesome. Can you <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that? Is that, how did you get started? You just say one day I'm going to, in 2016, I have a new year's resolution and I'm going to start powerlifting. Yeah, I think, um, so actually Spartan is kind of at fault. I think, uh, you know, I got into, <laughs> you know, Spartan races and fitness in a, in a more structured way, probably 10 years ago or so. And then mm -hmm. I started lifting in some CrossFit classes and was like, geez, I love lifting. And then had a little bit of a natural aptitude and one thing led to another and I compete several times a year. Got to defend those titles, you know. <laughs> you got to defend the titles, just like in the Spartan race. If somebody wins, they got to come back and, and be the defender of the title. Exactly. Well, congratulations. It sounds like you are uh, kicking butt and taking names. We try. We try. <laughs> Some days are easier than others, but, you know, we try. So the Spartan race, it is very, very cool. There's all, all sorts of races, and we'll we'll talk more about it. But I guess I want to start off by asking you, what makes the Spartan race so unique? I think what makes Spartan race unique that I don't think a lot of people realize is we're not just a race. You're not just signing up to run through the mud, get your medal at the end and be done. What you're actually signing on for is more of a, a lifestyle change and a joining this community of racers that's you know crazy and passionate and all of those things. So you're not just crossing that finish line. You're crossing that finish line with your friend and helping them across and, you know, and really, I think, uh, joining up with a lifestyle of fitness and, you know, self-improvement and things like that. So I think it's a lot more than a race. We like to think of it as a lifestyle and a, and a full sort of uh, mindset shift. Right. And then it, it's not just one race. There is multiple options, right? It's, you can, you can kind of have a beginner's, maybe an intermediary, and then a full-on Spartan race. So maybe talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got something for everyone. We have a few different levels. So whatever you're comfortable with, we have a race that we often run in major stadiums that has no mud at all. So if you're if you're not quite ready for the mud and the fire, you can you know head over to one of our stadium events. We have everything that ranges in outdoor events from about a 5k all the way up to about a half marathon and if you're really crazy you can do our ultra distance events and spend 30 miles on a mountain running up and down and doing obstacles so we've got something for literally everyone and if you wonder if you can do it you can everybody there's we have all ages sizes fitness levels you can take as long as you need you know whatever it takes to get you across that finish line whether you're 30 and super fit or 50 and still working at it 
we've got something for you. I love that. You said there, it, it's all, all sorts of people that are in it. So maybe tell us what's, what's the oldest and maybe youngest person to compete and finish the Spartan race. Yeah. So our oldest, we've actually got kind of a, he's a little bit famous in our community. We've got Monty. I believe he's 92 this year. Uh, <laughs> a World War II veteran. Uh, okay. He won many races a year. This isn't like a one and done situation. He takes his time. I believe it's his daughter and his granddaughter often come with him and he's got a team of supporters. They will come out of the woodwork. If he doesn't have a buddy for a race, the, the community is right there to come with him. And, you know, he does all the obstacles. He's not cheating anything. He's, you know, doing what everybody else is. And he's a trooper, man. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could do the races as well as Monty does. Wow. That's something because if you think of, you said his his daughter and his granddaughter. So I'm thinking maybe mid sixties, mid to high sixties, and then maybe yeah. maybe still forties, and he's still competing. And I'm sure he's making a lot of people other everybody else look bad. So kudos you know, to him. No excuses. If you see Monty on the course, you're like, man, what's my excuse? <laughs> yeah, there's that famous guy. I gotta go after him. I'm, I'm gonna stay in his stay in his lane and try to beat him at the end. But so and then, what about the youngest? Our youngest, uh, we actually have a Spartan uh, kids specialized course because, you know, the kids are a little bit smaller. So we kind of uh, a lot of the same obstacles as the adults, just a little bit smaller for their height and things like that. But our youngest kids are four at this time. We got a lot of kids younger than that that want to come hang out. But unfortunately, you know, for safety reasons, we keep it four and above at this point. But we have a non-competitive division for the younger kids. And then if you're an older kid, 10 and up, and you want to take on, you know, a little bit more competition, you can get out there and race your peers, try and get that first place medal, get something for everybody. That's cool. And then how many total races you guys put on a year and maybe how many states or how many countries, maybe you don't have to say exact, but I'm sure it's, it's an abundant. It's a lot. <laughs> so uh, we're in something close to 50 plus countries at this point. So no matter where you are in the world, we got you. You could come race with us. In the U.S. this year, we'll be putting on something like 70 weekends. So multiple weekends on the same date and things like that. So we've got our amazing production teams that uh, load up the trailers, set it all up, take it back down again, drive to the next one. It's a, it's a pretty crazy life, but we've got events pretty much anywhere you want to go. So that's what I think from, from my perspective, and I've never done a Spartan race. I've been asked and now I'm, I'm challenged to, to get out there and go do one. But uh, so the, hopefully the person that's listening to this or that, that they're not listening to this, the one who challenged me, because then he'll come back and challenge me again <laughs> saying, Hey, you spoke about this. Let's do it. But is the consistency because from my perspective is everywhere that there's a Spartan race, it's consistent across every single city, every single state, and every single country. And if you're putting on a couple hundred events on per year, how do you how do you keep that consistency? It's challenging, but it's definitely a really big priority for our business. Is that you know whether you're competing in Sacramento, California, or China, or Australia, we want to make sure you still have the same core Spartan priority product experience. So. We do that in a lot of different ways. Um, we do a lot of training with the teams that are going to build the events and put on the events. Um, we have a really great team of quality managers that travel to 
select events and make sure things are up to standards. We work closely with all the customer service teams to make sure no matter who you're talking to in the world, you're getting the same answers and experience. It's definitely a really challenging part of the business because we do have so many moving parts, so many places in the world. But I think a really key piece for us is we like to partner with partners around the world that we know are are heavy on the Spartan ideals and they have the same sort of business focus and customer focus that we do. So, you know, if we have a partner in Germany, we give we can teach them all the things and we trust that they're going to do an event that is up to, you know, an impeccable level. So I think it's, it's kind of a multi-level how we approach it, but it definitely is a huge bit business focus because we want to make sure that, Nick, if you go run in China, you're going to have an awesome event just as if you were running here in Boston. Yeah. And, and as a consumer, and it's not just me or you, but the world now tends to talk. It's not just their friends and family, but it's now social. And so the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you keep it consistent, they're saying, hey, I, I'm from Ohio and I ran this race in Cleveland. And now I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to visit a, a friend or whoever in China and I want, and you have that same experience. You're going to be sharing that with the world. Exactly. We do like, you know, our international partners in various parts of the world. We put a little bit of, you know, local flair on yep. every event, you know, you know, in Ohio, we don't get to run through the jungle like we do in Malaysia or something like that. But, you know, the core product experience and, and the way that you're treated by staff and, and the real sort of, I think, tenets of the Spartan philosophy are, are consistent across the board. Yes. Yeah, so is there KPIs or metrics that you're going about that inside the during the race or throughout yeah. that we really tune into how our customers felt about that race so after every race every spartan customer is going to get a survey and i know that a lot of people are like oh man it's another survey i got to complete but i want to tell everyone listening we read each and every one there is a person uh, for every event that goes through every single comment people leave and analyzes the data because it's really important to us to make sure that you know, everything is as you expected. So we focus on a lot of uh, NPS data coming out of those surveys. So we can say, hey, you know, this year, we didn't do as well at this event as we did last year. What changed? What could we do better? Or maybe, hey, this event was really awesome and people really loved, you know, the slide made out of ice that we did in Europe. I mean, hey, you know, maybe we got to bring that back. You know, so I think for us, it's a constantly evolving process. Like what, it, what are people loving? Uh, did they love that new innovation? Did they hate it? We, uh, you know, pull the audience on new obstacles, new features we add, all kinds of things. So it is definitely a, a data-heavy process, but an important one. So with, with the race itself, people don't just necessarily sign up and say, hey, I'm going to do a Spartan race. There's probably a reason behind it. It's, hey, my, I, I'm you know, I'd like to lose 40 pounds because my mom had a heart attack and I'm trying to trying to get healthy or I'm racing for so-and-so for cancer and trying to beat cancer. Like, what are some reasons why people can, uh, you know, compete and maybe some unique ones? Yeah. So literally, I would say almost every reason you could think of, uh, someone has definitely, you know, used that as motivation. But we have everything from, you know, people on a fitness journey, like getting back into fitness or getting into fitness. And this is a step in the journey. 
We have people that, we have a lot of uh, military veterans that are looking for the com camaraderie and the challenge. We have people that just love to compete and want to challenge themselves with a, a difficult new thing that they don't get in their, you know, nine to five office job. Literally anything. We've got, I think that one of the biggest drivers and, and my personal uh, motivation is people just like to come with their community and do a cool thing. So we've got regional teams around the country and around the world that can be 300 people deep and they will all organize to, you know, barbecue at an event and show up, run together or in small groups and, you know, get across that finish line. And it's, it's a, a community event as much as it is a somewhat competitive event. So tell me more about that. Tell me more about the Spartan Race community. It seems like it's pretty strong based off of what you've kind of mentioned throughout the questions. Definitely. I think our community is probably the thing that makes us the most unique. We've been racing since late 2010 or the early stages. So we've been at this, uh, you know, about 11 years now. And during that time, uh, the community has just really propelled us along. Like there was a really core community initially that was relatively small when we were just doing a handful of races and they would show up at every event and they would tell their friends and they would, uh, you know, go to their gym and be like, why aren't we doing this? And, you know, the community really evolved uh, the race as much as the race provided for the community. So I think that, you know, now our community is so strong and so big and so global uh, thanks to, you know, social media and a lot of these teams have their own uh, websites, Facebook pages, Instagram accounts, Discord servers, like you name it. And, you know, we have a, a community for you. So whether you want to just race with people that are near you or you want to race with other army vets or you want to race with people on a weight loss journey, there is that for you within the Spartan community. But at the end of the day, everyone identifies as Spartan. So if you're on the race course and you're trying to get over that eight foot wall and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've personally been in that situation many times. I don't have a lot of ups, Nick. I don't get over those walls really easily. <laughs> um, but there's always, you know, 12 people right behind you that are going to push you up and over. And I think that's really kind of representative of our community. No matter what challenge you're facing, there's 10 people, 12 people ready to, to boost you up and help you get through it. That's one thing I've also heard of all the people who are maybe not the the crazy athletes and that they they still compete and they realize that they can push themselves not just in the race but they realize that they can push themselves further than they thought they could. Absolutely. Our founder uh Joe Desena is a big fan of personal growth and personal growth uh sort of through these uh experiences. So for instance you know, if you run your first uh, Spartan Beast and it's 13 miles long and it is a grueling experience up a ski mountain and you're like, what did I get into? And then you finish at the end and you're like, I did that thing and I have a medal to prove it. And that was the hardest thing I thought I've ever done. Now I can probably take on the next thing. Like maybe the next thing is a longer race. Maybe the next thing is, you know, advocating for your promotion at work. Or maybe the next thing is, you know, who knows? But I think, you know, doing tough things uh, kind of teaches your brain that you can do more tough things. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? 
That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah. My guess, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but my guess is immediately if somebody first tries it and they're completely exhausted and maybe getting that tunnel vision that you do at the end of a race, they're probably not thinking, hey, that was awesome and I want to do that next year. They're probably thinking, I'm never going to do that again. That was the worst thing possible. And then 30 minutes later, when they get composure and hydrated, they're saying, well, that wasn't so bad. And then they start talking about the journey. Because exactly. it is, it's just like life, right? I mean, we, we are all going through a journey of sorts. And just as in customer experience, we are all experiencing a journey. And sometimes it's good, sometimes not so good, but there's lessons learned. But uh, it's, it's all about the journey. I think that's absolutely true. I think, you know, there's that moment where you're like, what did I get myself into? It's usually, for me, it's usually the first mile or two of the race. And I'm like, what? Why was this a good plan? You know, but by the time you see that finish line in sight and there's that big shiny metal and your friends are at the end cheering and you get that, you know, few moments to kind of reflect on what you did, then you're like, oh, all right, let's do this again. You know, so I think I think there definitely is a, a process of reflection for sure. Yeah, I love the fact that you said at the at the eight foot wall, it's not necessarily friends or family who are helping you out, but they're all Spartans. Absolutely. And they're all there willing to help you because maybe they've been there before or they're saying, hey, this is the community and I'm here. If this is going to slow a portion of my race down, it doesn't matter because I'm here to help. We have a notorious phenomenon at Spartan races where especially around certain particularly challenging obstacles um, that people often need help through an eight foot wall. We have some kind of, uh, you know, various inverted walls and things are genuinely challenging to get through on your own if you're not totally prepared for it. And there's a phenomenon that happens where, you know, that those three strangers that help you get through that obstacle, suddenly they're coming with you and they're going to finish that race with you. And now you're exchanging information and now you're your best buds and you're racing the next three races together. And I mean, that's kind of how the community happens is you have that experience, you know, it could be pre-race, but often on the course, and you just kind of adopt that new Spartan family that's gonna gonna help you through those things. And that's how a community starts. That's when you get the the Spartan race local T-shirts, swag, websites, yep. etc. Exactly. Very cool. So, how are you, you know, from from customer service to customer experience during this journey? From hey, a, a buddy told me to sign up. I'm not wanting to do it. A year later. They're looking on the website. They finally poke them again and they say, hey, yeah, we're going to sign up. So from the day they sign up to the day that they run the race, there's that journey. And it's in it. It's either customer experience or it's customer service or contact center or both. And so how are you marrying those two throughout that journey? Yeah, I think, you know, from a, from a high level, we try and make sure that you are prepared, that you know what you're getting into as a customer. So you know, from a high level, we'll send you uh, periodically informational, hey, if you're preparing for that, uh, you know, super beast event, 
here's some workouts you might want to try, or here's some tips we have and kind of, uh, you know, prepare you so that when you get on site, your experience is not like, oh God, what happened? You know, you kind of have a little easing into what you're getting into. Um, we'll help you kind of build your team. We'll help you, uh, you know, train for the event, work on your nutrition, whatever you need. There's kind of a informative path that, you know, we want to make sure people are prepared for the event. That said, we have an excellent customer service team because they are often the first contact for a lot of people. So we get a lot of questions from, hey, I'm not really sure what shoes to wear to uh, I can't figure out how to add myself to a team or did I even register for the right thing? I'm not sure. So our customer service team is often the first real Spartan interaction that customers have with us. So they're, I think it's the most vital interaction. Like if the first impression of your company is a dismissive contact center, you know, that's not what we're aiming for. So, you know, our customer service team is all Spartans. Uh, Every single one of the customer service team has worked a race, run a race, in many cases run many, many races. Um, So they're a customer at the same, they understand the full perspective and how important some of these questions are. So, you know, if you come in and you're like, I just don't know what shoes to wear, you're likely talking to someone who's had a wide variety of experience and can tell you from personal experience, hey, here's what you should do. Don't worry about it. We'll get you covered. Here's some tips. So I think it's, you know, we use the customer service team to really complement the journey, but we definitely try and uh, attack it on multiple levels. Give you the information you need, but be there to support if it's if it's not quite uh, lacking or you have further questions. I love the fact that your team has gone through it before. And so you, they, there's a lot of lessons learned. Hey, I, I did this. I didn't train right. I wore the wrong gear. These socks sucked, yep. <laughs> whatever it is, right? Like walking them through that journey and it makes them even trust you guys more because they're saying, these guys have already gone through it once and they're the guide for me to help me get to the, the first one. Because from my understanding, it's not just one race on average that people do. It's once they, they get in and they start joining the race, they join the Spartan community. They've done three, four races almost a year, right? Is that average? Absolutely. Our average actually can be as much as in some years, we've had up to seven or eight races a year um, because people, it's a kind of like eating potato chips. You can't eat just one. You know, you come in, you cross that finish line. You're like, man, I could do a harder one. I could do a longer one. Maybe I just want to do this again and get another medal. Or maybe I want to go try it in a different part of the country or the world or, or my friends are going to this other one. It's, it's very rarely just one and done um, because we really try and create an experience that's engaging and super fun. And I don't know about you, Nick, but this year after everything that we've all been through, um, you know, a really fun event with your friends with a good medal and a cold beer at the end sounds like a real good time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Sign me up. So speaking of the, the rough year, 2020 has been kind of tough for everybody, regardless if you're in customer service or not, but specifically inside customer service, you're kind of getting, getting all of the above, right? Everybody's calling in because there's something going on and on. Uh, expectations have changed, which means yeah. uh, people find a way to get a hold of you and, and change those expectations. So I guess the first thing is that that I'll end on is how's morale been with your guys's team? And I'll, I'll start there. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, in brutal transparency, it's been a rough year. I think most customer service teams would probably agree with me on that one. 
You know, mm-hmm. we, our primary product and thing that we did the best was live events and the world said we couldn't do that anymore. So we had to pivot and, uh, you know, we were trying to do virtual events. We were trying to do, you know, all kinds of different things to, you know, kind of keep supporting our community and, and do what we could do, but it was rough. And, you know, I think customers were frustrated with that, but at the same time, customers were frustrated with, you know, everything happening in the world at large. And I think sometimes it's really easy to direct that cust- that uh, frustration at whatever customer service rep you happen to be talking to for whatever issue, whether it's your airline or your Spartan race or whatever it might be. It was definitely a um, difficult year for customer service. And it's it's hard as a person you know, as a customer service agent that is really invested in the product and the brand and, and the community to absorb that kind of uh, negative vibe for a long period of time. So it was definitely a difficult year. Um, I am blessed to have an excellent team that's been with us for many years. So I think everybody was able to recognize this is a, this is a uh, particularly tall obstacle that we're working through, but I'm happy to report we're coming out the other side. I think the team is as strong as ever. It was not easy, but I think, you know, like in true Spartan fashion, we made it through together. Um, We did a lot of kind of support. We talked a lot about the challenges in meetings. We, you know, let people just have space to vent. Whatever we needed to kind of support the team is what we did because it was it was a year. It was a year, Nick. <laughs> if we could yeah. not do that again, it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> if we could not do that again, that would be great. It, but you're not alone. You're not alone. There, uh, customer service as a group, as a Spartan team, we have struggled. The the organization or the industry has has taken a beating. And there's been a decent amount of eight foot walls. That's true. And so my question to you is, and you kind of touched on a little bit, but what are you doing or what did you do to get out of it? Or how did you boost morale? Yeah, I mean, it was really tough because as you can imagine, and probably a lot of, uh, you know, the listeners, we had to cut staff uh, during this time. So we were operating, you know, at suboptimal staffing levels. You know, so we did a lot to optimize where we could. So for me, I love technology. We tried to use as much technology as we could to help, you know, get customers answers faster, whether that was, you know, bots to send them FAQs that might help self-service, optimize, you know, the process that people had to go through transfers or to, you know, get done what they needed to get done. Um, So we looked at every piece of the business and basically to see how we could make it a smoother journey, you know, remove any self-imposed obstacles and just kind of, you know, do what we could. And at the end of the day, you know, even if we were facing a mountain of emails, we know only a person can only do so much in a day. So we asked you to do the best you could. And that's what you could do that day. You know, it was, it was a tough journey and we certainly had longer than usual wait times and, and, you know, suboptimal uh, metrics for a while, but you know, we basically talk to the team about it constantly. We know you're doing a good job. Like, here's what we're doing to try and support this effort. We're implementing these chatbots. We're going to, you know, do some more uh, FAQs for people, things like that. And I think, you know, we just all kind of pulled together and we took ideas from everybody. Customer service agents would say, hey, 
we need this FAQ so people can figure it out themselves. Or, hey, we need to fix this process. Or, hey, tell marketing to stop sending those emails. (laughs) Whatever it was, you know, we just took the feedback from everywhere and tried to implement anything we could to help, you know, both for the customer service agent and for the customer kind of make the journey a little bit easier. That's great. It's always helpful to hear how other people are, are finding ways to boost morale. So I'll, I'll keep you updated on, on what everybody else is doing as well. Yes, please. There's been a lot of creative ideas in the industry, especially working remotely. It's been great to follow. You know, we've tried, um, we did a virtual escape room as a, as a group. Uh, that's the thing I'd never done before. And it was awesome. So, I mean, I think, I think as difficult as this experience has been, it certainly bred a lot of creativity, especially for our remote teams and things like that, that I think are going to be a really asset, a real asset to carry forward. That's great. So Aja, I ask every guest two questions at the very end. And the first one is what book or person has influenced you the most in the last year? And then the second question is, if you could leave a note to all the customer service professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m., what would it say? So I think the note I would leave for the customer service professionals is know your value. You are not just customer service. And I think that's a really easy trap for people to think about, like, oh, I just work in customer service. No, you work in customer service. You are the front line. You are keeping the business rolling. You are keeping those customers loyal to the brand. You are... promoting the product, you are marketing, product development, you are all of those things all at one. So know your worth, you're never just customer service. And if you're working for a company that says you're just customer service, leave them and come see me because we know that you're a, you're a, a high value person. Boom. I love that. That was great. Uh, so, and then the second one is if you leave, uh, what book or person has influenced you the most in the last year? Yeah, uh, so it's been a crazy year, so I admit I'm down on my reading, but um, one book that I read this year that I kind of really stuck with me is actually from the Disney Institute. It's called mm-hmm. Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service. And we've definitely done a lot uh, kind of where Disney also has kind of the theme park situation and a lot of those kind of values and things transfer over to the way we put on Spartan events and things like that. You know, we've had a lot to... Um, kind of learn there. And I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from a lot of sort of the Disney uh, book philosophy is, you know, make it easy for your customers. Like, uh, you know, Disney uses a great example about placing trash cans uh, at close intervals because it's easy for the customer and it makes their journey easier. They're not carrying around their sticky ice cream napkin or things like that. So, you know, we try and transfer a lot of that to both our on-site business and our customer service journey. But like, how can we make it easier for the customer? Why should they have to take extra steps if we could do it for them? So I think um, Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service has been a, a good read for anyone out there that needs a little bit of inspiration. That's great. That is a good book. Uh, Aja, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to connect with you, maybe on social? Definitely. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can shoot a message to any of our Spartan Facebook channels. Um, they'll come to me as well. Uh, we'd love to see you. If you want to come to an event, throw, throw down the challenge. We'll get you hooked up. Love to talk to you if you have any questions, but definitely look me up. Love to talk about customer service, customer experience, and all things obstacle racing. That's awesome. Or, or powerlifting. Or powerlifting. That's true. Aja, I had a blast. I, I learned a ton about what, what you guys are up to. I'm excited to 
see uh, more here in Ohio and, and across the country. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing it with them by giving them a link of this episode or directly from your app. And last, if you'd like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.